And we are live. That's live for us anyways. And you're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour. And I'm your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. Let's get it on. Clock's running out. What up, KC? It's Clutch. Pages from a magazine Been looking for the answer Ever since we were 17 You know the truth can be a weapon To fight this world of ill intentions A new answer to the same question How many times will you learn the same lesson? City, Ruben Ortiz, once again, burning the midnight oil. Takes me a while to edit these podcasts, so I, into the late night, doing whatever the fuck it is that I do to make the podcast go out, and I'm sipping on a fifth anniversary ale from Rough Tail. Just love Rough Tail shit. I'm so glad that we get that distributed to Kansas. So I'm sipping on the fifth anniversary ale, but I always, well, I don't, I can't say always because it's the fifth anniversary ale and it just came out, but I top it off with the everything rhymes with orange from Rough Tail. And fifth anniversary ales, this hazy IPA that's a little bit more bitter and aggressive, and I kind of just mix in that sweeter version of the everything rhymes with orange. By the way, speculation from not only myself, but other beer nerds that they're tweaking the recipe as they go along with the everything rhymes with orange series. And this seems to be the best batch yet. So we're talking April 30th, about to drop the podcast, keeping up with my promise to drop two a month. And the latest batch of Everything Rhymes with Orange is fire. But you mix that in with that 9.5, I believe, ABV of the 5th Anniversary Ale. Man, I give that shit my stamp of approval. Go ahead, check it out. Try it for yourself. The song at the beginning of the podcast is Welshly Arms. The song is called Legendary. And... I got turned on to that song from listening to Gary V. If you ever listen to Gary V, man, motherfucker's a beast. I I love what's going on in the internet, and Gary V is one of the cool things that's going on with the internet. A lot of fucked up shit about the internet. Nothing wrong with being introduced like cats like Gary V. 
Well, Gary V's podcast has that song, Legendary, on it. I introduced that song to my daughter after she had a somewhat lackluster effort in her last soccer game. And I'm by no means one of those crazy parents that's driving their kids to do some shit that they don't want to do. She loves soccer. I never played soccer, so I don't have this inherent love for it. But although I have been liking that shit a lot lately. The only thing that I ask is that you have fun and you do the best that you can. Now, that sounds like pretty simple, pretty straightforward, but doing the best that you can, you know, sometimes can be a difficult thing. And I'm a huge college basketball fan. So one of the examples that I have in my mind when I think about this is when I'm watching college basketball, if you're watching your favorite team, And you realize that, you know, no matter how many games that they have, it's very few precious minutes that the starters get. If you're in an elite program, the amount of time that you get to play looked at from a broad perspective of a career is extremely limited. So those moments on the court are extremely valuable. And you think about the guys coming off the bench and how many minutes a game that they get. And when you add it all up, I mean... It's just a very small amount of time that you're actually in the court playing an actual game. So when I see an errant pass, a careless pass, a pass without thought, it always drives me crazy because I think, man, here you had this opportunity and this very finite amount of minutes and you threw that shit away on a cheesy ass fucking pass without thinking. Now, That sounds really critical, but, you know, it's one of the reasons why that youth is wasted on the young, because I don't think you can really express to them how valuable those minutes are. And I think like Bruce Springsteen, his song Glory Days captures that sentiment so well, because these moments are few and far in between and they're gone in a flash. So while you have it, while you have that shit, make the most of it, man. Make the best of it. My daughters are very privileged from the standpoint that I never played any organized fucking sports my whole life. And so I'm spending this amount of money and I'm not coaching them while the coach is coaching them. I let the coach coach. But after the game, if I saw that, you know, I didn't think that you were one, I know she's having fun. So that's good. And, and I'm happy with that. But also, want to see a certain amount of effort. Otherwise, why are we paying this amount of money? Why am I taking up so much time to go watch you play? And I'm not a dick about it. But I let her know from my perspective, you know, that I would like to see her put a little bit more effort into it. And I gave her the example of when I was a wrestler, because that's the one thing I got to do is pretty late in life I got to be a wrestler and you know one of the things that bothered me during her game is that she didn't seem too upset that the other team was kicking their ass you know and I try to give her an example of my from my sports perspective in wrestling is that those guys are trying to hold you down and they're trying to pin you and they're trying to hold you down and their dad is yelling yeah get them get you know and they want to see you pin And I was trying to explain to her, that other team wants you to lose. Like, we're in a league and in this day and age where they're not even fucking keeping score, which 
is somewhat of a problem because I think that kind of adds to the whole atmosphere of not giving a fuck, right? But I try to explain to her the reality of like competition and how badly people want to beat you and what they say when they go home. Like, yeah, we're not taking score, but someone's fucking taking score. And when they get home, they talk about how you beat the shit out of the other team. I don't care who you are. Or maybe some parents don't care, but I kind of care. I'm keeping score, and I let her know the score. I'm like, you got a picture that these kids are trying to hold you down, just like when it's a one-on-one thing when I was wrestling, and they're trying to hold you down, and their coach is yelling, and their dad is yelling, and they're trying to fucking pin you. That's a real thing. That's a loss. And so when another kid is kicking your butt, don't have a smirk or a smile on your face like everything is great. I want you to have a good time. I also want you to try to win. You know, that's that's just life. Life is competition. So I play her this song, Legends, because she plays for the Legends soccer team and the Legends soccer league. And I think she got a little bit pumped by it. And then to follow up with that, we saw the movie Pele, which I think came out a few years ago. But it's right now it's on Netflix. But Pele... You know, a tremendous story. It's kind of, it's really PG. It's really cheesy. I don't think any adults are going to like it. But if your kids are into competition, particularly soccer, I think it's a great story for you to share with your kids and watch it with them. I watched it with them. And it just made us, you know, have that love for, you know, doing some trick plays and, and you know, learning that style that they uh, have in the movie. So I definitely recommend you guys checking that shit out. Play the legend song to get motivated. Watch Pele. Whatever you got to do, man. But the bottom line is that these moments, whatever the fuck it is, it's not just your kids in sports. And that's why I'm talking about it. And Gary V is also an advocate of this. But, man, you're in the game right now, bro. You're in the fucking game. And the clock's running out. And it's like, what do you have in you? What are you going to show the world? And, it, and it's so cheesy because people want to be like, oh, it's not that important. Oh, you know, just let's not keep score. But, you know, you keep score and you take your life serious because we're all on a field and all these minutes, all of this time is precious, man. Take advantage of that shit. You know what I mean? And get forth your best fucking effort and have a good time while you do it, man. And uh, I'll get off of my soapbox. And let me see, what else could I talk about? I'm going to talk about a few things tonight because uh, I didn't talk about that much shit the last time. And uh, I was at Parkville and I edited in a lot of different interviews. And so I'm going to have a long intro this time. And I'll just switch things up. So like one of the things that caught my eye that I wanted to talk a little bit about was uh, comedian Michelle Wolf, the Wolf of Washington. And this isn't even a political fucking statement man this is just the reality of it like comedians are meant to be fucking funny if you don't know the backstory michelle wolf did the white house correspondence dinner so basically she's hired to be comedic relief and she just roasts people you know if anyone who pays attention to comedy knows the tradition of roasting and here's the thing this is what you're supposed to do when they roast you you're supposed to clap your hands You're supposed to laugh like it doesn't fucking bother you, and you're supposed to point to the comedian. That's it. You're not supposed to scowl. You're not supposed to look pissed off, and you're definitely not supposed to fucking whine about it after the fact, okay? 
So let comedians be comedians. We all thought liberals were supposed to be the snowflakes. Another thing that caught my eye was KC, the guy that puts up the W's, the wins for the Royals. He hasn't been working that much lately. and <laughs> In fact, he got fired from his job recently. And it was reportedly over some tweets that he made against Mike Moustakis. I looked up the tweets. Pretty tame, pretty vanilla, pretty whack. Uh, I don't think they warranted a firing. There might have been some more to the story. But if it's all about those tweets, for sure fucking relax. And I only mention this shit because I feel like people are way too fucking sensitive lately. You want to make fun of me? You want to make fun of the podcast? I give two shits about it, man. Everybody needs to fucking relax. Free speech, bitch. And with that, Parkville. Parkville, over 4,000 fucking people. It was packed. We talked to all kinds of people, man. I can't even begin to name them all. I'm going to tag them, hopefully all of them, on the post that I make. But without any further ado... Let's get into the podcast. Catch you on the flip side. This shit is packed right now. People are looking at me nuts. I always look nuts because I got my headphones on and I'm walking around fucking talking to myself. And let's address why the fuck I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself because I got left, uh, I'm a little bit out of breath, but I got left in the dark by my two cohorts, uh, Corey Hockler and uh, she. They left me fucked by myself out here at Parkville, but it's all good. I finally got a uh, cider. The first thing I'm drinking right now is a cider. First of all, this is an incredible beer festival, guys. If you've never been out to uh, Parkville, it's something to behold, and uh, it's it's fucking huge. Uh, There's thousands of people here, and uh, it keeps filling up more and more. Got live music out here. Um plethora of beers and who do i already bump into but my man every time that i'm by myself i can rely on you to to be my my partner for a second man how's it going bro hey man it's going great man you know uh if you want to kick Corey out the, out the group you know what i'm saying the three of us me you and jeff we could do a little something you know Corey, you better start showing up buddy because you might lose your spot big dog yeah look at that woody's always showing up for shit bro and you never show up for nothing they left me high and dry dude that's exactly what happened i'm not surprised man i'm not surprised <laughs> What do you got drinking right now, bro? Uh, I have the uh, Tropical Fruit Pope Goes from uh, uh, Courtney Severs. That thing is mean, man. It's delicious. It's, it's, it's kind of like those uh, uh, with, with the mimosa beers from uh, Boiler. Delicious. And then, you know, Boulevard One Love. Oh, yeah, dude. That's awesome. What, what's the line like over at Boulevard? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, it's going to be hard for me to go back. I'm at the, like... Get the hookup from Jeremy and say, hey, player, can I get one of these instead of standing in line, man? Because you might be there for about a day. Sometimes I use the microphone to get around that, dude. I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to interview this guy over here, and then I get a pour, and then I talk to him a little bit. Hey, hey man, you know hey, let, You got an extra one. Let me borrow that thing. Yeah, that's right, right? <laughs> Only brought one mic because I knew Corey wasn't going to come. Uh, Yeah, man, what do you think? The weather's beautiful. It's perfect for this time, right? Perfect for this shit. Man, it's, it's beautiful. I love to come to these festivals and see so many different types of people here just having a good time, drinking good beer, because that means that craft beer is truly affecting people in a, in a certain type of way, man. I love it. And, uh, man, uh, I'm, I'm surprised. Like, there's thousands of people here right now, bro. 
This is, this is one of the bigger brew festivals there is, right? Yeah, man, it's it's insane, man. It's insane, and I like I say, I love these because it's just so many people, so many random people having a great time, man. It's just it's fantastic to see, man. If if, if you miss this one, if you miss this one, come on down. You come on down at some point, some point time, man. One one of these years, check this Parkville out, man, because it's a great time, man. You know what? Some funny shit is that these they these uh. Festivals always start off so everybody's so nice and cordial. Like, look at everybody; they're just like infestive. But the last hour or so, it gets a little crazy with the because people start feeling it a little bit, and then starts like they'll just start getting pores of anything, bro. It starts yeah, yeah, getting a little wild. Yeah, 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 they be like, "Give me that stuff that tastes like chicken guts or something," you know? Like, <laughs> like man, you know that stuff is chicken guts. I don't care; it's gonna get me drunk. You know, what I'm saying? the gizzard, the gizzard brew. Yeah. Has anyone ever done a gizzard brew? That sounds like somebody would have done that shit, right? I mean, hey. I don't know, and I know it ain't gonna be me. At least I ain't gonna be the first one. If I drink one and it's good, I still ain't making that bullshit right there. <laughs> and I, I hate to put you on the spot right there. I don't know. I'm bogarting all your time. Who's waiting on you? We could start walking over to him. Let's I got, go. I got, the, I, I got the wife waiting on me, man. I'm telling you, the wife. Hey, she gonna be mad. She got these two beers for her. She might cut me up. You know. I'm sorry, bro. We'll walk when we talk for a little bit. But you were saying like, uh, you like the the, you know, and you you talked a little bit about this too, but. The diverse group of people, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of different kind of people, but, you know, they're not a lot of minorities still, though, right? Like, it, at the, even in a festival this big, uh, you could probably count on one hand how many uh, minorities are actually. And I know that's not a big deal for a lot of people, but uh, it, it should be something to consider for the brewers trying to market to more people, right? Yeah, well, I think here... The issue, as far as like with not seeing a lot of minorities, is is it, it, and even for me it could be this way. It's tough to walk into a place to where you're one of the only people that look like you because it, it can be intimidating, you know. I've, I've but I've done that my whole life, so I'm kind of used to that, you know. But there's a lot of people in this world that's not used to that, so you know it, it is going to be a challenge to kind of change the diversity in craft beer. But you know. You have to you have to kind of show people familiar faces so that what some you know somebody that that might look like them so they can kind of say okay if this person does that then let me try this beer maybe let me identify with this person and then and then I can come together with everyone else. That's fucking awesome, man! Right on, good deal, bro. And maybe that's why I'm always so easy to find and why we always end up like oh shit. <laughs> I'm saying nah, you really easy to find because of that purple tank top you got going on. You know. Yeah, that's right. I got the jam bam tank top. Hey, bro, I'll let you get and have it. Enjoy yourself, bro. But if you see me and you want to chat some more, man, for sure, holler at me, bro. Yeah, right on, man. Right on. Great right seeing on, you, Woody. Great to see you too. Woody, man, just a great dude. To what's up? You want to go talk to Chris for a minute? Chris, Chris Roberts from uh, Red Crow. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? Actually, I'm not gonna uh, tip the mic over here. We're gonna go and talk to Red Crow right now. See what Red Crow's got going on. Who, who do we? Who are we gonna talk to? Woody? Oh yeah, well he's busy right now. Talk this, talk this young man too, right here. What about? This is, uh, this is, uh, Steve. This is Steve Bradley, and uh, and, and he, he has a blog on Twitter. Come. Oh yeah, come over here. You what, what's what's the the Twitter uh, blog that you got going on, man? Are you Casey Hoptock. Oh, you're Casey Hoptock guy. All right, right on, man. And I follow Casey Hop Talk all the time, and I I, I uh, message you back on certain things. But I didn't know that you were the face behind Casey Hop Talk. You, so um, why don't you let everyone know who you are and what Casey Hop Talk is? Hi, I'm James Bradley, and I do Casey Hop Talk, which is basically a content uh, services website behind beer and beer related topics online. We kind of just keep everybody up to date on what's going on in Kansas City with beer, not just Kansas City, everything around the country, because there's a lot of stuff going on all over the world. 
Right on, man. And uh, where can people, uh, what's the easiest way that they could follow you guys, uh, your social media accounts, or is there like a single site that they could go to? Uh, Casey, I have Casey Hoptock on every social media that you want to go to, plus I have a website, CaseyHopTalk.com. So... All right, so Casey Hopdog, I mean uh, HopTalk.com is like the hub of all of the social media sites. Is there any one that you like more than any of the others? Like, uh, like I know I, ch- I try to mess with Twitter, and for some reason I'm no good at Twitter. And, and uh, I, I kind of a little, I feel like I'm a little bit better at Instagram, but I also suck at that too. Do you got, do you have a favorite? It's weird. You actually got to get to know the, the, the format. It's not like you think like, oh, I'm just gonna put some shit out there and people will be interested in it. It's not really like that, man. No, you're right. Uh, most of the time, I do a lot of time on Twitter. Twitter is kind of my base because that's where we have the most followers at. And so we do a lot through Twitter, but we also do Instagram and uh, Facebook. Facebook's not as much, but it just kind of depends. There's a lot of times a lot more stuff comes in on Facebook, so you just kind of reshare it and you just send it back out again. So KC Hop Talk is good at Twitter, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate talking to you, and I'll definitely uh, retweet some of your stuff when I'm back on Twitter, man. <laughs> yeah, right on. More here standing behind uh, the Red Crow folks over there. What's going on, man? Why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you guys got going on today? Uh, this is Chris from Red Crow. So we're here at the Parkville Microbrew Festival. And so we have got a couple of our, our main beers, or a couple pair of our core beers. We have Louise, our IPA. We have uh, Isabel, our uh, Belgian Blonde. And we also did a little special beer for the festival itself. We did Firkin Fantastico. Which is our uh, it's our rye porter that we dose with a little bit of coconut uh, and a little vanilla bean, and so we have that on tap right now. Right on, man. And for people that uh, don't know where you guys are located, can you uh, hit everyone with the location real quick? Yeah, we are actually we're actually transitioning, so we're moving out of our old facility into new facility. So we're moving out to uh, Olathe, so we'll be in South Olathe off 169 Highway and 154th Street, essentially right next to the Home Depot. So we're hoping to start construction pretty quick and then get everything uh, squared away in the back and be able to knock out some great beers here in 2018. Is it, was it, uh, what is the reason you think that there wasn't more um, uh, breweries down in Kansas versus Missouri? Has something opened up that the, now we're, that's going to be the case? Because, yeah, it seems like an underserved market that you guys are moving over to now. Like, you guys are definitely a lot closer to me now. and. Uh, it makes it a lot easier to go visit you guys, man. Um, absolutely. You know, Kansas, you know, they, they try to keep everything kind of squared away. And so um, the, in the, the legislature basically says that you have to have food. And so we kind of figured out a way in order to open up a microbrewery and have a craft brewery which sells beers at a tap room, but then also satisfies the requirements at the state level. Um, and so, you know, we, we use food trucks in order to take care of our food requirements and now we were kind of like the trailblazers on that you know we kind of developed a model and kind of refined it in a certain manner and now there's several other breweries that are kind of uh, doing the same thing there's at least two more that i know that are opening up here in the near future um you know it's, it's just a matter of sitting down and looking at what the requirements are at the state level and being like okay it specifically says we can't have to do this so we're doing that and we're fulfilling our obligations at the state level uh, no, that's fucking exciting stuff, man. I'm glad to see you guys spreading the love out uh, out to the Kansas side because, like I said, it's definitely needed. You know what I mean? So, uh, you got anything else uh, exciting news or exciting brews that you got or 
anything uh, down the pike coming up? Yeah, well, you know, right now, like I said, we're in transitions phase, so we're, we've actually closed down our old uh, place. We are still in distribution, so you can't find our beers throughout Johnson County. Uh, right now, tentatively, we're looking at being back in the new building around uh, the first part, mid part of August. And so with, with that, obviously, comes the prospect of new brews. Uh, look for us at, like, uh, the Get Rip Festival. We got Nana Bruce coming up in a couple months. Obviously, Hip Hops is one of the, besides Parkville, the best new festival in the Midwest. And you, if you ha- haven't got your tickets for Hip Hops, you need to go and get them. We're definitely going to have something awesome for that. We're really excited. So it'll be kind of a secret to the last minute because we kind of have some ideas, but we're really thinking uh, people are going to be excited about the new beers that are going to be coming out of Red Crow in 2018. That's awesome, man. And I'm going to try one of these brews right now, man. I appreciate talking to you. Red Crow guys, come into Olathe and Hip Hop's Brew Festival, man. And we're here at Parkville right now, and I'm about to try one of their delicious brewskis. Hey, so we're continuing on with our mission. Woody, Woody's being ambassador right now. He's, he's, he's guiding me around the different uh, brewers right now. And lo and behold, I bump into um, our local uh, beer expert... Uh, slash uh, celebrity slash author Pete Dolan, man, and you know what? And this is the first time that we've actually talked to him on the podcast, and I, I've been meaning to do that because I, I definitely want to talk to you about some stuff. But I was thinking, what could we do with Pete? Because everybody always wants to do the same thing with you. It seems like right when you're doing these interviews, they want to talk to you about beer, which we're at a beer festival, so we'll definitely do that. But I was trying to think, you know, that you have so many other facets of like the food part part of it, or. So I was trying to think of a fun thing that we could uh, eventually do together, but uh, what do you think so far about Parkville, man? Yeah, Parkville's great this year. Obviously, like the, the weather's fantastic. We don't have rain. We don't have like a field of mud. <laughs> so there's uh, probably like twice the uh, attendance this year, and it's fantastic. The downside is that the lines are longer for all the, the booze, but that's it's also a plus because people are out here to try craft beer. And uh, it's exciting to see so many people out here that are enthusiastic about it. And so uh, Pete has written a couple of books about the KC uh, beer scene. So if you could give yourself, uh, give the quick elevator speech, because I, I forgot to, like, just to let people know who you are and where they can find your stuff. Sure. Uh, so Pete Dillon, I'm a local craft beer writer. I've written a, a few books, KC Ale Trail, Kansas City Beer, which is the history of brewing in Kansas City. The most recent book is Expedition of Thirst, which is a travel guide to regional wineries, breweries, and distilleries. And then I also write a craft beer column called Tapless, which appears on Flatland, um, an online site, and it covers um, craft beer stories and um, events that are happening every week. So I try to represent what's happening in the greater Kansas City area, uh, established breweries, as well as the emerging up-and-coming breweries, too. And that's, that's what I find so fascinating is that, you know, when on the surface of it, you, people think, oh, it's just beer. And then, and then, you know, Pete dives into it and you figure out, you know, the cultural history behind a lot of the stuff, the people, fascinating people. And you also have a new project that you're working on talking about the people in beer right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. People of Craft Beer is a newsletter that I launched. Um, it's only about a month old. It's uh, people of craft beer, and it really focuses on the people side of craft beer. There's a lot of websites and um, apps that focus on the, the beer side with news industry stories and reading beer. And what I try to do is bring out the stories of people that are 
brewing beer, that are selling it, that are serving it, that are drinking it and, and celebrating it, and tell their stories, like what's their connection to, to craft beer. Um, so I've, I put out stories, uh, several stories a week, and uh, just try to bring out those, those stories that you wouldn't really hear otherwise. Um, and I think beer is social. It, it connects people together, and that's part of what I try to do is highlight that aspect of the social side and the human side of craft beer. Yeah, and you know that's that's one of the coolest things about a beer festival. And it, as you go to more of them, you see these familiar faces that you've connected with online, or you got to have a beer with. And that that is the the best part about beer, right? That is this this fun way for people to get together. And um, is there any particular beer that you've had today that uh, uh, you filled? is noteworthy or that you would like to talk about or have you had anything good today yeah absolutely and i've really just gotten started like i'm standing over by the strange days brewing um they have a new beer they just put out on tap at the brewery and they have it here at the festival it's a moroccan wit um so it has a little bit of um moroccan mint in the beer um a little bit of, of tea as well that's infused into a wit beer that's really nice Friction Beer, uh, Friction Brewing, they have a Imperial Stout. It has cinnamon, vanilla, and a little bit of coconut. It's really fantastic. And then also Apex uh, Ale Works, which is a up-and-coming brewery that's going to be opening later this year. They have a coconut stout that's fantastic. So there's uh, that's the nice thing about Parkville's. You have home brewers, you have these breweries that are about to open, and and then established breweries in Kansas City, so it's a great mix. Right on, man, and there you have it, Pete Dillon's uh, debut on the KC Social Man, but we definitely got to do something where we do a, a sit-down interview, and if you have any ideas, man, but yeah, I was thinking like we could do something different, or you know, talk about food, or some kind of pairing, or something like that, man. Absolutely, we'd love to, to partner up, and then the KC Social is doing some great work out there representing craft beer. And appreciate what you guys are doing. We'd love to partner up and do something. Right on, man. Cheers, brother. All right. So we are continuing the rounds over here, and I'm here with, who am I here with? BJ Hunt, Walnut River Brewing. All right. So uh, what what makes, uh, you guys have just, uh, what, what, what do you guys got going on right now, man? Where are you guys at in the, in the whole brewing world? So we've been on the Kansas side for a while. Did a little foray into Missouri. Uh, had to pick up another distributor. We're coming in full blast here in the next month or so, and got our Warbeard Irish Red, our High Beam IPA, little coffee porter, and then a seasonal that we're going to be doing too, and that's going to rotate every ninety days. But um, yeah, we're just some good old boys making some good old beer. So right on, man. And where can they find you guys at, man? Uh, so the bigger liquor stores for now, like the Lucas Liquors, you know, um, and some great places like Beer Station, uh, Yard House. Uh, we're in a lot of different places right now, but uh, always trying to get more. Right on. And you guys uh, started out with uh, cans, which I think is a really good move, man. I love the cans. Love seeing beer in cans. Is uh, What do you think about Parkville so far, man? Dude, Parkville is fantastic. A lot of people, a lot of good beer, a lot of good friendships going on. So we love it. Yeah, and what, what's uh, been uh, some of the responses that you guys have gotten for your beers? And which one seems to be the, the outlying favorite so far today? Well, a lot of people love the Warbeard Irish Red. That's that's our frontline beer anyway, you know. We didn't expect that to be the flagship, but uh, we don't get to pick that either. So, uh, really, I think it surprised people to have a really smooth, a really easy-drinking Irish Red. 
And, uh, yeah, so that's that's our front runner, man. Right on, man. It was, uh, here's Woody. That war beard is straight legit, okay? If you see it in stores, buy it up before I get there. That's all I'm going to say to you. And do you guys have that on draft right now? Uh, yeah, we do, actually. Um, I'm trying to think where at the moment. I know we have that at, uh, like, Beer Station, typically. And they had an Imperial version of that for St. Patty's Day. It was fantastic. Yeah, and that was really good for the audience, but I meant right here, right now, like if I could try it. Oh, we, we do have some cans of that right now. Absolutely. We can load your pockets up. Right on, man. Thanks a lot, brother. It's good talking to you. Likewise, sir. What's going on, Nathan, man? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, Ruben. How are you, man? You've been out of pocket a little bit, bro. Have I? I feel like you have. Am I wrong? No, we're, we're keeping it under the radar. We're just we're trying to do our thing, get it ready before we really go crazy, and uh, we're getting close. And uh, what exactly are you keeping under the radar? Just when we're going to open, what we're doing, what we're brewing. Basically anything except the name. <laughs> hey, quit prying. Quit trying to pry. Let that man be under the radar if he want to be. You stop. <laughs> well, uh, there's about 3,000 people here, so I'm, I'm thinking the cat's going to be out of the bag a little bit. It is. You're right. We've gotten uh, some really good feedback. He's drinking our beer right now. Um, we brought some of our best here today, so uh, hopefully it gives us good word of mouth. We're probably, in the next month, you're going to start hearing a lot about us. And uh, why am I not drinking one of you guys' beer right now? That's so well, fucked up. No. If I wasn't being but but, <laughs> but uh, along those lines, what do you guys got over here today? Uh, today we're doing our Hazy Pale Ale. We're doing our coffee milk stout, which if you like coffee milk stouts, I promise you're going to love them. We're doing a really big imperial stout with uh, coconut and cinnamon. Right on, man. So have you just been like super busy, uh, what, like preparing for all this or what, what's, is it, is it been taking up a lot of your time and shit or? With the festival for sure. We've been brewing for about two months getting ready for this. And actually the stout he's drinking, I brewed in July of last year. So it's been going on for a long time. Uh, that's been taking up a lot of our time. And then just on the brewery front, we're trying to do this right. We're not trying to open small. We're trying to open when we, when we open, we'll be the third largest brewery in Kansas City. So we're, uh, we're trying to keep it under wraps doing it the right way and it's taking some time but we're getting close wow what a fucking statement man just right out the gate being the third largest in kc bro i fucking like it go big or go home uh what's uh he's got a a big line going on well lines are kind of big throughout this section that we're at over here right now what has the response been like bro uh, amazing. We just had a guy that's come through line his sixth time and said we're by far the best brewery here. I don't know if that's the truth or not. I haven't had all the beers here today, but I like hearing that. So, And I've had some of Nate's beers, and uh, you could just camp out in his line. You know what I mean? You don't have to go. You could camp out in this line if you wanted to. You wouldn't be messing up at all, right? Yeah, I mean, and this is literally like one of the reasons why y'all ain't going to never taste my homebrew, okay? Because hey, cause I'm, I'm trying to have a good time, okay? And I don't want you to be saying, well, Nathan Rice and shit is a lot better. I'll be like, oh, well, then I guess I'm not going to be brewing no more, you know? <laughs> That's awesome, man. So any, um, what do you, uh, anything else that you want to say about uh, what you guys got going on or coming up down the, the pike, location, anything? Uh, we're going to be near downtown. I don't want to give the location away yet because we're, we're still finalizing a couple things. But um, if you guys follow us, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I promise you in the next month we're going to be blowing that up and you're going to start hearing a lot about us. So just keep an ear out, keep an eye out. And uh, we'll be around town, same point our beer at places. And uh, we're getting close. And when you guys get going, man, I would definitely love to sit down and talk to you guys once you get uh, – well, we're doing it right now, but, you know, once you guys – fully let the cat out of the bag and you guys got some shit going on man i would definitely love to 
uh, chop it up and see what you guys got going on, man. Oh, no, you know I'm a big fan of you, and I've enjoyed doing the podcast in the past, and uh, be one of the first ones. We'll sit down, we'll have a chat, and we'll we'll break down the details and where we're going, what we're doing. Um, we're keeping everything really focused. We're not like most breweries open trying to do a lot of different styles and stuff. We're real narrow. We're to the point, and uh, we'll chat about it. Right on, man, and that's friction, man. That's what's up. Thanks, bro. And the saga continues here at Parkville. I'm here with Three Trails Brewing. Uh, who are you, man? I'm Kyle Winan. I'm the president of Three Trails Brewing. And what, what do you guys got going on uh, with the brewery? Well, we are currently uh, in works with uh, getting through uh, some hurdles we had with the uh, construction guys, and uh, that we got that through recently, and so we should be getting some progress going towards that, which is the last piece we needed to get a major blockade out of the way to start mo- moving in the, in the brewery. And uh, what beers do you guys are you guys serving here today, man? I've got an uh, American Light Lager that's a really light, refreshing lager uh, that I use as a as an entry level beer into the craft world and introduce people. I can make a light lager that tastes a whole lot better than the domestic world. And then I have a, uh, a Westward Wit, which is just a award winning uh, wit beer I have that's full of oranges and fresh orange zest and just very amazing beer on a hot, refreshing day like today. And then I have Fat Man uh, Sweet Stout. Uh, it's just a coffee from uh, the roastery um, and it's got uh, lots of great stout character and then I have a grapefruit white IPA that's a twist on my regular Truman Slow Stroll white IPA uh, matched really well lots of fresh grapefruit awesome day so far that that IPA sounds uh, right up my alley right there and what has been uh, some of the response that you've gotten today man well, we've been super slammed, so I think that's the best response we got. I haven't had a chance to much look up and get as much talking as one, but yeah, lots of great reception on the on all the beers. A great mix of beers to really tackle everybody here today. And uh, that yeah, that's awesome, man. You guys got a really big line going on right now. And Independence, Missouri, man, talk about the location and why you guys think that's a good idea. Well, I uh, I grew up in Independence. I'm from Independence, and uh, I had started this project at Three Trails looking for something to fill that void between uh, North Kansas City, downtown Kansas City, what Crane had going on in Raytown, and wanted to try to create something in that area. And, and the population size of Independence is huge, and the territory we're in has got a ton of just local traffic of people that can, can walk up to that space on the on the historic Independence Square. So just partnered up with a guy that, that bought the building, and uh, he, he eventually he, he, he really wanted to open a brewery there. So, I mean... We're going to be right in the middle of Santa Caligon. We're going to, you know, just it's just an excellent location with uh, lots of up, up, uptick for what's going on in uh, Independence right now and the growth and the the, the, the the farmer's market going in. Just lots of things happening there, and uh, we, we're really excited about that. I love it, man. Filling in the, filling the void, man, with uh, Three Trails Brewing, man. Thanks for talking to us today, bro. Cheers, man. Go out and drink some great beer. Right on. So, like, one of the cool things that I like to do is... Uh, for Parkville, I could have just came in as media and uh, just went around and did a, the interviews all day. But one of the things I, I do like to sometimes do is pour beers for some of the uh, brewers that uh, that I like. And uh, I am, was about to pour for Crooked Stave, and then I ran into my boy over here. And so we're just chilling, and he just poured a beer right now. I'm, and it's been a while. It's been a while since I got in to talk to my man, Charlie Coburn, man. What's up, bro? How's it going, man? Not much. How are you? Good, good, bro. And so, 
we couldn't, you know, I keep saying it over and over, but you couldn't ask for a better day today, bro. Oh, I mean, yeah, this festival is notorious for having just terrible weather, but this is amazing. It's like perfect out. We couldn't ask for a better day. And uh, if, you, if you guys are listening to the podcast, we had Charlie on before when he was the rep over at Ballast Point, but he has a new job, and uh, he's doing lots of cool shit, man. Why don't you tell us what you got going on, bro? So uh, I left um, uh, Ballast Point for uh, work for Shelton Brothers now. I'm basically running the distributorship. We've got a warehouse, a driver, a rep. Uh, we're all it's kind of this side of Missouri. Uh, so we'll go down to Springfield, St. Joe and stuff and just get more presence out there with these brands. You know, we got some really killer beers and just trying to get the word out. So still people that don't know about it, you know, us in the beer world, we think we're like, oh, it's like common knowledge, but it's not, surprisingly. You know, I'll go out and people are like, oh, I've never heard of Prairie. You know, I don't know what that is. So, so we're just working on that. So Nice, man. What a, uh, so... So when you hear Shelton Brothers, people that uh, are in the craft beer world, they immediately get excited because they think of offerings that are, you know, outside of the market. And how does that work? How is it that you guys are able to bring in outside market shit, bro? Well, um, it's not really so much outside markets. It's a limited amount of these beers. And uh, Shelton Brothers started off by importing Cantillon. That was like the first brewery, basically. Uh, really kind of credited with bringing a lot of sour beer to America. Um, so that stuff, it's like, you know, we just get limited amounts of it. You know, they get some up north in Massachusetts, and they, you know, disperse it out, distribute it to the rest of us. And when we get, we get, you know, get it like maybe two or three times a year, and that's it. And there's some breweries, like we just got some uh, American Solera recently, but they're just a really, it's a really small production, you know. So it's not so much from them not being in the market, it's just them having enough beer to send out. So it's these rare beers or, or, or beers that you don't see all the time that these guys are bringing in, and... You know, he's talking to me about, you know, some of the cool shit that, that they have. And, man, I, you know, it, this is basically how lucky I am right here, bro, because I could have got, I was just talking about earlier, just the uh, regular media pass. I go, but if you guys need help, I'll, you know, I'll pour or whatever. And they go, well, you want the final shift, which is like, I think that's pretty decent. That way I get to enjoy the festival. And then I land with Charlie, bro. <laughs> that's what can awesome. Hell yeah, absolutely, dude. I'm glad he showed up. I thought you were just going to say what's up, like I'm pouring, like, Fuck yeah, perfect. Hell yeah. Yeah, it just landed off. It's it just uh, uh, perfect luck, man. But you were talking to me about some of the stuff, some of the um, brews that you got, and you were talking about how, how grim is some good shit, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's some breweries and stuff that I kind of slept on that are still, um, you know, not as well known, but just killer stuff like Grimm and the Toul uh, out of uh, Denmark. They're just making some really cool, innovative beers. And I've heard people refer to it as, that, like, it's like in the third wave of craft brewing. Um, you know, there's just the smaller breweries that's kind of doing real crazy stuff. You know, for instance, we had from Tool, there's one ton of black currants. It was uh, it's an Imperial Berliner Weiss with a ton of black currants for every thousand liters of water. So that was like, it was a rich beer. I mean, and it was, it's fantastic though. It's almost like juice, you know. It's going to get to that point. But uh, yeah, Grimm with a lot of their dessert Berliner Weisses, uh, you know, um, all that stuff just killing it. I just love it. That's fucking awesome, man. What did you guys have pouring today, bro? Um, so we have through Cricket Stave, we have Petite Sour Raspberry, uh, Surrette, which is a Saison, Asian Oak Fooders. It's got light, uh, light tartness to it. And uh, St. Breda, which is a Saison with Brett and Citrus. Then we also have uh, Prairie. Uh, we're doing uh, Prairie Rue Francais, which is a table beer with Brett. Uh, Prairie Standard, which is a hoppy farmhouse. And uh, Vape Tricks. I don't know what's going on over there. Vape Tricks with uh, it's a sour beer with cherries in it. That's awesome. <laughs> and we're, we're trying to 
do do the best that we can to conduct a normal interview, and then like it's getting at that point when shit gets a little squirrely. It's like it's a festival over here or something. Yeah, shit gets kind of squirrely at the end of the uh, of the festival. Everybody starts off so nice and polite, and then everything all deteriorates that last hour. Yeah, man, it's those inhibitions. Every fucking festival is the same, but you know what? Never seen a fight. Me neither. Fucking weird, right? Yeah, I've seen people you know, get like you know kind of belligerent and stuff but not like physically fighting and stuff i guess last year here there was uh some dude was running like got tackled by six cops at the end of the festival <laughs> oh yeah i did see that you're right man but you know what uh for them and, and to be fair uh charlie's been to way more beer festivals than i have <laughs> yeah i have <laughs> he'd be like the fucking uh beer festival master bro so Man, that's awesome. Cool shit. So I didn't even recognize that. See, I did land perfect. I landed in between Crooked Stave and Prairie, bro. I mean, that's money right there, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, two brands I wanted to promote, but we've got a bunch of other ones. So in some upcoming festivals, we'll have some more of our obscure stuff. Um, Festival Lost Township, you know, we'll be there. And some of our brands will be at uh, Boulevardia, too. So, yeah. And Charlie's definitely one of those guys that we're going to have to have a more in-depth conversation with, man. So I, I look forward to us uh, hooking up on a future podcast where it'll just be all Shelton Brothers, all Charlie Coburn, shit he's got going on and stuff, man. It's been cool talking. We're going to have a, what is this, Brett, right now? No, or was the, uh, the, the Surrette. So we're about to get into some Surrette action. So we're on the tail end. It feels like the tail end of Parkville over here. So right now we're on the fringes, man. We're on the fringes. I'm t- I'm here with Fringe Beer Works. Who are you, bro? Hey, this is uh, Eddie Pease coming to you live from Parkville Microbrew Fest. Um, I'm here representing uh, Fringe Beer Works. Uh, come down and see us in uh, downtown Lee's Summit. Uh, we love these guys over here at Casey Social. That's so awesome, man. So what, co- what, what beers did you guys have today, man? We brought out the uh, award-winning uh, Grapefruit Wheat. Uh, the proper name for that is the freshly squeezed grapefruit wheat and our uh, Doc Myers snake oil. I hope you guys had a chance to try it. If not, come down and see us in uh, downtown Lee Summit, uh, 224 Southeast Douglas Street. We'll see you soon. And you guys definitely got to check those guys out. We're definitely going to make a trip down there, and we're going to get to know all the guys and what they got going on over there and the ladies, whoever you guys got going on. And uh, what are some of the cool shit that people are missing out on if they haven't visited Fringe, man? Well, besides the uh, awesome lineup of uh, Fringe beers, we also do a tap takeover about once a month. Uh, in addition to that, special releases. Uh, we also do game nights on Mondays. Uh, so it's a little bit of everything. But uh, we love all the people here at uh, Parkville Microbrew Fest and uh, everybody at KC Social. <laughs> so hilarious. It's like... Things are starting to deteriorate at the festival, man. It's getting to that, the feel-good moment that, uh, where people's inhibitions are kind of out the window. But, you know, it's always a good time. Nobody acts too crazy. And definitely check out Fringe Beer Works and more on these guys in the future. We'll have some videos going on and a full-length podcast, man. Thank you guys very much. Right on. You guys are doing all right? <laughs> who, who am I talking to right now? I'm Steve Lindsay. I'm Colleen motherfucking Lindsay. The legend, the man, the myth, and the legend, both of them combined right now, man. And hey, Have you guys had any good beers today? Eh, Guava Weiss is good. What was now? Guava Weiss. Oh, Guava Weiss from Crane? Yep. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to try that one, man. Did you try anything that you like, bro? I like them all. I like everything. 
Man, and how, how cool is it the, that the weather uh, finally broke at Parkville, man? Beautiful. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, Colleen has a lot of single word answers today. I was like, yes, beer good, beautiful, yes. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, so I've been running around. Have you guys had a chance to uh, try Nate Ryerson stuff over there, the Imperial Stout that he's got going on at Friction Brewing? It's right on over here, man, and it's some really good shit. Yeah. So, uh, how's uh, when did you guys get here? When, what time did you guys get here? Noon. You guys been here since noon? You guys feeling pretty good already? Yeah, not too bad. About 30 <laughs> minutes in, I was feeling pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> right on. And you guys just, are you guys uh, volunteering? Are you pouring or anything? Or no? Nope. It's just strictly having a good time? No, like uh, two years ago, we poured for Nebraska Brewing Company. But this year, we just decided to come here and, and have fun. Well, you know, you guys picked a perfect day to just hang out and have fun there, man. Right on. And uh, it was, it, any uh, last words or words for any of the listeners out there? Chug fuckers. Chug fuckers. Right on, man. Cheers, guys. Hey, I'm just going to let you know, if you come to Parkville and you got to pee at some point, you got to get in line two hours before. It, it took me two hours to get through that dog online. I'm like, man, they got a thousand porta potties over there. And it took me two hours. That, that, that line is long. I'm like, man, it, oh, it, 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 that's that's longer than the bear line. Hey, I seen people down there. I, I be, hey, come on, y'all, look at me. I'll be the first one to go to jail. I go down there. I'm just gonna let you know. Hey, I'm like, look, I better, I, I better use the right bathroom. I'm just saying, you know. Black man is down there, fucking pissing in the river. Oh my god. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It, 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 are you are you Colleen? I am. Hey, this. Hold up a second. This is my superhero right here because because she was on beer chugging the other night. That was, oh, no, she was on beer tasting. She's on beer tasting, and that's gangster to get on beer tasting and chug on that. She was on there. She's on there. The first one to do that shit. I woke up. I woke. I woke up in the morning to see that. I had to wake my wife up. I'm like, you got to see this. This shit is legit. This shit is unreal. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm. I'm I, I need. I need a Colleen Lindsay button. I'm a fan. <laughs> I, I love it that you said, is that Colleen Lindsay right there? I thought you knew from, from over there. And I was asking where you went, and they said you were up by the restaurant. I'm like, oh, he's gone then, man. We ain't going to find him no more. That shit, those lines are ridiculous. Hey, 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 we need to do a beer chug together. Bro, Colleen, she actually did another thing. Hey, I'm black enough. I don't know if I need to black out anymore. She also did another thing on there, dude, that... uh. And I think that was a first also, is that she didn't get no hate, and she called everyone on BTKC a bunch of bitches. Hey, hey if I would have did that, I'd have got murdered. I'd have got murdered. Hey, hey, but I'm glad, I'm glad somebody, well, I'm not glad somebody did it, but it, that was funny, though. That was funny. You, you can't, you cannot not laugh at it, you know what I'm saying? Hey, because hey, she was, she was, she was feeling real good, and she was like, look, hey, I'm finna put myself out there, because I don't give a damn. You gotta respect somebody that can do that on social media. I, I, if I do that on social media, I get banned for like seven years on social media. That was my favorite part, bro. Yeah, yeah. Calling everybody bitches and shit. That was awesome, man. Right on, guys. Well, it looks like these these two are about to chug whatever they can out of these uh, sample glasses, right? <laughs> oh, you know what? I got a I got a beer in in my bag. Yeah, and I could I could video you guys if you want to do. I got the the beers he gave me. <laughs> nah, oh. we, can do a, we can do a mini chug, you know, because you got to do it in the proper glassware, you know what I'm saying? Right on, man. Cheers. We're going to let them get their chug going. Hey, and so I couldn't 
um, finish this podcast without talking to Kristen over here. Kristen, who are you and what do you do down here? Sure. Hi, I'm Kristen Krause. I am one of the founders of the festival. So I started at the beginning 15 years ago when we had eight breweries and 200 attendees. And now we are at, gosh, almost over 80 breweries and about 4,000 attendees. So it's been a heck of a ride. And Kristen wins for the, having the coolest uh, glass holder. She has the crane glass holder. Where'd you get that from? So we have a good buddy that just likes to make these for fun. And uh, all the breweries see them, and then they want him to do it for them. So uh, I think he maybe has a good side business in his future. And I think that you guys had a pretty successful festival from your perspective, how do you think everything went this year? You know, we're really, really happy. I mean, like, half the credit goes to the fact that we bought ponchos this year, which means it was not going to rain because we were prepared. So, uh, you know, we you never know what it's gonna, what's going to happen, if it's going to rain, if it's going to be shitty. So it was actually, like, beautiful weather, and that's, that's half the battle, you know? Because in the past, uh, we've had some really rainy days, some cold days, but people still had a tremendous time, still a great turnout. But this was, like, the perfect... Not, I was going to say perfect storm, but it wasn't a storm. Yeah, yeah the perfect non-storm, if you will. Yeah, like last year it was, gosh, it was like probably 35 degrees, rainy, and we still had 2,500 people here in the park. So the fact that, you know, craft beer drinkers are a solid crew, right? So they're going to come out no matter what. So it's even more awesome, though, to see a bunch of people who haven't necessarily been to the fest before come out today. Uh, what, what do you think the, the turnout numbers were for this one? Sure. So we have about 4,000 people actually participating, i.e. drinking today. And uh, we probably have about 5,500, 6,000 in the park. And we're sitting here towards the tail end of it, and it's looking like there's going to be some beer left over, but not much. Yeah, I think not much. I think uh, a lot of our breweries heard about our, our attendance, and they stocked up a bit. But, you know, we've got a few that have blown already, uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I think that just means they're going to bring more next year. So if you haven't tried everything out here today, uh, go give it a shot. And, Kristen, you and I need to talk before the event actually happens, right? That would probably work best. Right now, this is going to be a nice temptation, for a teaser for people that missed it. But we should talk before, like, maybe a month out or something. Yeah, that sounds great. We usually have a pretty solid beer lineup about a month out. So we should definitely chat again next year. But you know what? You guys aren't hurting for uh, ticket sales, that's for sure. Now, this is the first year we've completely sold out. I know a lot of people were really bummed they couldn't get tickets today. Uh, so, you know, I say to that, plan a little better next year, buy your ticket in advance, and that way you can definitely get in. Right on. It was great talking to you. Cheers. All right, cheers. Thanks so much.